Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 101 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. That feels so weird. Man. Triple digits, man. Yes. Triple digits. Are you serious? <laughs> it's so crazy. So welcome. I got my bro here, Scott Longyear. How are you doing? Man. Yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm doing good. Still one foot in front of the other. You know, that's kind of the... <laughs> some right, days people right. are like, what's that? It's like surviving. That's what we're doing. We're... We're surviving. We're surviving. We're surviving the <laughs> pandemic, man. That's what we're doing. Um, well, hey, thanks for tuning in, uh, fam. Thanks for listening to episode 100 last week. We had a little bit of a celebration there, and yeah. So let's. We're going to dive he- here into uh, episode 101. And uh, Scott, would you tell the folks about our sponsor, Planning Center Online? Yeah, we're so uh, just so honored to continue to uh, partner with Planning Center. You know, they make software. It's designed to help us all find freedom so that we can really focus on what matters in our ministry. So Planning Center, if you don't know, is a set of online software products. You can subscribe to them individually, or you can use them together as a full church management system. And here's, here's a great thing, Brian. You can try the product free for 30 days. And they recently launched a brand new product called Publishing. Now, publishing is a way to create custom pages within the Church Center mobile app and the website. You know, Planning Center Publishing, here it is. It's a way for churches to create their own custom content and share sermons with their congregation through the Church Center app and the website. And as we say all the time, here's one of the best parts, completely free during beta. So jump in during beta and uh, you can give it a try right now. They're the best, man. They are the best, Planning Center Online. Yep. So, okay, we just came through Halloween. I talked a little yeah. bit last week with Jen about Halloween candy. And I told she asked me straight up, well, do you give away good candy or do you give away mm. bad candy? I was like, I, sis, I give away fantastic <laughs> candy. I give away what, the candy I want to eat while I'm giving it away. Well, they do call you big tasty, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> to do with so what about you, man? What, what's, your, what's your go-to? Do you have one? Uh, you know what's crazy is that uh, this year and the last couple of years, we've been like, turn the lights off. Uh, uh, lock the front doors, make sure nobody's nobody's <laughs> home, you know, and we had, a, we kind of had a lot of stuff going on during that. Did you do the, did you do the deal? Did you actually hand the candy out or did you do like a PVC pipe tube and do that? Cause a lot of people in our neighborhood did that. Here's what I did. I turned the lights off and we went out to dinner. <laughs> 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 we had big plans of doing something else, but. So then you have all this, all this candy at home. You're like, sorry, Kim, I guess the kids aren't going to get it this year. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to take care of it ourselves. I did walk into my niece and, niece and nephews and I was like, get out the candy because it's, it's uncle tax right now. And so, <laughs> so we dug, What's your we favorite? What's your favorite? You know, man, I, I, I can't, shh, it's all so, so good. I mean, oh, except is, for man. like. Let, can, can y'all can y'all cheapskates just get up off the Tootsie Rolls? Mm. I, I mean, we're over yeah. that. Like we were over we're that in over the '80s. It. You know what I mean? So over. I mean, either so over just it. turn your porch light off if you're going to do Tootsie Rolls. But uh, you know, I, I have to give it to uh, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. You know, people mm. they continue to produce a quality product. Yes, they do, man. <laughs> it's undefeated. <laughs> undefeated, man. Can we get through this COVID stuff. We need to do some fun stuff though, like a cotton candy machine or like some soft serve ice cream or something. Just be the mm. talk of. Yes, talk of the neighborhood. Come on, come on, come <laughs> on. 
Okay, tell tell us. Okay, uh, what was it in September? Your new book, Ditch Your Thinking. Yeah, uh, launched. We talked about it a couple of episodes ago. Give us an update, man. How are how, what are you hearing from people, and how's it going? Well, I, I think it's going really well. You know, um, because you're an artist, like you know, and and you know, a lot of our listeners are, are artistic as, as well, and so you get so close to your art, you don't really know if like it's the greatest thing in the world or if it's a piece mm. of trash. And I was actually, <laughs> I was in the middle of writing it, and. Um, I reached out to a good friend and author of mine, Michelle Kashat, um, and I was like, Michelle, tell me that, tell me that it's normal for you to like be writing a book and think, why would anybody even give any attention to this trash? <laughs> and I said, I'm the worst writer. Though, and she's like, Scott, I feel, I feel the exact same way. My last book, she said, she was saying this. My last book, I felt like was just a piece of garbage, and it ended up being the best thing that I produced. So, wow. so you know, wow. you kind of release, and you're like, I don't, th- I think, but I'm not really sure. So, I've been really happy to get feedback from people who are like, man, this comes at a great time because we're talking about how to get up over anxiety, fear, and worry. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I actually had. A friend, I shared this on a, on some socials uh, last week. Uh, I was doing a radio interview, and they gave away a book, and this lady won a book on the radio. And so she sends me a thing. She just said, "Hey, I want to thank you for your new book. I have MS, um, oh, but man. I know that God's with me every step of the way in the journey. Like, can you imagine going through that? Wow, wow. And um, she says, uh, you know, I'm doing everything in my power by His power to do everything I can. And she said, I opened up your book for the first time today, and I can't put it down. Oh man, and, praise um, God. Yeah, so it's that kind of like, and I, so I, I sent this, to, I sent that to my wife, and I'm like, this is why we wrote the book. This is why we've gone through all the headache and, and all that kind of stuff, because that really is the, 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 the end game of like, man, if it helps, if it helps people, and it has been crazy, Brian. Like we just we talk all the time just about our own anxiety and our own mm-hmm. frustrations and mm-hmm. fears and all of that. And it seems like since I've been in the middle of this project and released it, like even more of that's come in. And I'm like, wow, if there was only a good resource or a good book that could help me work through this. <laughs> so, so just been real happy. Love to put that in your hands. Again, we're going to do a little bit of a, a Christmas push with the two. And so, hey, make a great Christmas gift uh, for you. Yeah, but, right. Um, come yeah. on, man. Ditch yeah. it. Ditch it, folks. That's right. And you can find it at, the, at my website, scottlongyear.com. Uh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Speaking of, well, of that, yeah. you can only get that, but you got some. So we've got some uh, WLP new merch. I haven't even seen right, some of the new do. merch yet, man. I got to get some of this. Yeah, we got to get you some um, long sleeve tees and beanies and um, all kinds of hoodies. We got all kinds of stuff. So Christmas is coming and uh, hit that w, uh, www.worshipleaderprobs.com. Hit that up. Get some merch. Check out the coaching network. I yeah. mean, coaching up these people, man. It's so fun uh, to to really uh, go deeper. I mean, we connect a lot with people on Instagram, but there's a lot of people on there. So um, we, we're getting ready. We're getting able. We're able to dive deeper uh, right. with the with the folks right. in the coaching network, man. And it it's just a lot of fun. Yep. And coming into the new year, we've got uh, just just a lot of stuff in the work and some some new tools, you know, just to help to to encourage and equip and, and entertain. So speaking of entertainment. The premier, the reason that the internet was created. I think the Lord's like, I'm creating the internet. I'm creating podcasts so that we can do prayer concerns. Well, man, I love these. You know that. It's become one of my favorite segments. I hope it's one of your favorite segments. And keep sending yours in. You know, we'll always keep your name and your church's name anonymous. Go to worshipleaderprops.com. Click on the tab that says prayer concerns, and you can submit them uh, to us right there. So... Let's dive in. Prayer concern number one. We're a smaller church, and every Sunday when we start the live stream, people comment where they're watching from. Uh, 
But there is one person that watches every Sunday and comments with just two words. Your mom. <laughs> you can imagine where my middle school mind goes. <laughs> Turns out it's our senior pastor's mom. <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> so your mom's making a your mom joke. That's like a I don't that's like a, that's, that's like right. a double word score at Scrabble or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Your, your mom. Your mom. It's just your mom. <laughs> that is so middle school. <laughs> oh, okay. Prayer concern number two. Prayer concern number two. After a men's Bible study group, I, res- I got a complaint from an older gentleman, and he said, my wife quit coming to church with me because it's too loud. And every week, they sit in the exact same spot, second row, directly in front of the speaker and subwoofer. Yeah. That's so often the case, man. Relocate. It's like, relocate. Exactly. Yeah. Location, location, location. Gosh. Dang. All right, number three, prayer concern number three. We had a baptism Sunday at our church, and it's always a huge celebration. We dedicate the whole service to it. We had a packed house and a ton of visitors there uh, to see their family and friends, big day. And we're a non-denom, but we worship in a biblical manner, but it's lively. It's lively. Um, One of our greeters saw a lady after the service who was new, and she asked if she needed a Connect card so we could follow up with her and learn, learn a little more about her. And her response Oh, no, sweetie. I'm a Baptist. <laughs> no, no. Hey, this is, this is no offense to our Baptist friends, man. We're just reading what you're sending in. Okay? Exactly. exactly. Don't be hating on us. We are not the authors. Don't. We are not the authors. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry I'm Baptist. This stuff is just not for me. Oh, no, sweetie. <laughs> That's a t-shirt At least quote, she said man. sweetie. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> All right, number four, prayer concern number four. I don't mean for this to be taken the wrong way, but you should really consider a different profession or bring back the previous worship leader. Oh, no. Don't take this the wrong way. I hate you and your job. Yeah, exactly. Your job, You're you terrible. stink at your job and you are terrible. Yes. How do you take that? How do you take that the right way? Yeah, it, or is there? You know what, right man? Way? I, I mean, just I think that people don't realize. I they just don't realize how much. I mean, they're funny, but they're funny because they're true, and it, it stings. Right? You know what I mean? I tell people, yeah, man. like you, you coming in and and criticizing is like me coming up to your house, knocking on the door, saying, "Is your wife home?" And then bringing your wife out and go, "Like, yeah, I thought so. She has put on a few pounds, hasn't she?" Right. Exactly. Just start firing away. Some rando. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, don't it's do like, that. Yeah, yeah. Come uh, on, fam. Anyway. That is a come on, fam. Throat punch. Like a preacher want to preach. Maybe is a, that's a double dip. Exactly. <laughs> All right, number five. Prayer concern number five. Someone on our live stream commented, I accidentally clicked in this. How do I get out of here? Someone let me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I want out. Somebody, somebody point me to the virtual door. Like I can't. Somebody let me out of this joint. <laughs> oh, fam! Keep them coming. Those are prayer concerns. Oh, wow. uh, keep them coming, wow. and uh, you know, people say crazy stuff. You know how I'll know Sometimes if Jesus they... is coming back? I'll know that Jesus yeah. is coming back soon. If uh, if people are like, we don't have any more prayer concerns to send in because nobody's complaining in our churches. Boom! <laughs> You're like, well, something's Listen about to happen. Trumpet, something's about to. <laughs> and then some of us are like, no, it's going to get way worse before it gets before it gets better. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> laugh or cry, guys, man. Laugh or absolutely. Laugh or cry. Jeez. So keep those keep those coming in, man. Keep those coming in. Um, hey, I had a great talk this week with my with our bro uh, Daniel Gorley mm-hmm. from Five Words Media. Uh, the Free Church AV is trucking down the track. So, it. man, be sure you get to freechurchav.com. That'll tell you all about it. They're giving away a free AVL system to a church in, in the United States. So, uh, man, go to Free Church AV and uh, and check it out. Just amazing, right? you know. It's it's no joke. I watched the the giveaway last time and. Um, it was, I was, I knew it'd be cool for a church to, to get free AV and, and install. What I didn't calculate was the spirit that came with it. I mean, mm-hmm. I was watching mm-hmm. all this so and I'm powerful. like almost weeping because they literally feel hope. So who couldn't use, uh, who couldn't use some, um, some AVL to get them down the road. Exactly, in the mission, man. So. And, and this year, all along the way, they're giving away stuff every week. I love it. And I love Daniel's so, heart. Like people company. are, yeah, man, it's so cool. So yeah, check it out, freechurchav.com. Well, we're excited. Uh, this week we had a great conversation um, with a really, really gifted leader uh, from Cross Point Church in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's dive into our interview with Drew Powell. The Worship Leader Probs podcast is thrilled to welcome Mr. Drew Powell to the podcast. Welcome, Drew. Man, what an honor. I'm excited. Well, we're so glad to have you, man. How are you doing today? Today has been a good day. It's it's beautiful and sunny in Nashville today. It's nice, cool weather, so in, enjoying that. And uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a good day, but this is the highlight. This is the highlight <laughs> of my week right here. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm beside myself. I, the the podcast oh, might be must be taking some really downward turns that you have me on. I mean, there, nobody answering your calls anymore, bro. What's going on here? I'm, hey, I'm man, excited. You're on, you're on the wish list, buddy. You've oh, been on the wish finally, list. Finally, finally, we got Drew Powell. People have been listening for over 100 episodes. They're like, oh, exactly. there he it's is. Like, Come on, there man. he is. Come on. Give the people what Come they want. Yeah. Like, I thought it was exactly. I thought it was Mac <laughs> Powell. What? Don't what I thought it was Mac Powell. What's yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's my older brother, Mac. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, so Drew, we're gonna introduce you a little bit to our for those who don't know who you are. Drew is the creative and culture pastor at Cross Point in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And am I right? You're eight campuses? That would be nice. By faith. We're not quite to eight, but if that's a prophetic word over our church. Well, we're at, let's see, we're at six right now. Um, and we just we just launched our sixth physical location. And of course, online, which is pretty much all, all of us these yeah, days. Yeah, right. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so not not quite to eight, but um, uh, we'd so like to be. How, how long have you been at Crosspoint? Been at Crosspoint almost five years now. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Almost five years started as the programming director. Um, I was hired to come on and kind of lead our video teams, pre-production and live production, and then also over multi-site, which jokes on them. I don't even know how to turn a camera on. So I'm not (laughs) sure how I slipped through that (laughs) hiring process. But um, so so my background had always been music. I was a worship leader my entire life. And that wasn't a part of programming at the time. And so all I was leading was video. And so I just was like, man, I, I just tried to like support the team, but yeah, I don't know how that happened, but that's, that's where I started here at that cross point. Now, yeah, almost five years ago. Wow. And so how long have you been in your current role? Okay. So let's see, we, we went through pastoral transition about nine months after I got here. And that oh, was about the time, uh, maybe 
10 months in is about the time I was asked to step into the uh, creative pastor role. And uh, so, yeah, so that's almost the whole time I've been here. I, I just was brand new to the area. I just had moved here. And honestly, I don't know if we'll get into this, but I, I was leaving a, a season of burnout where I was a lead pastor mm, in Florida yeah. and I was dealing with some some pretty heavy stuff. And I was looking just to almost like run and get onto it. We had lived here before. I was a worship leader at a church in Franklin, Tennessee, right here in the Nashville area. It was called the People's Church, now called Church mm, of the City. Mm. I was leading worship there and we loved this area. We love Franklin. And I was just wanting to get my family back to this area. I wanted, I was in the hometown I was raised in. I was a lead pastor. Scott, we joked about that a little bit. Like I just, it, that was hard. I mean, I always thought, oh, I could, I, I could do it. If I ever got my shot to lead, if I ever could, you know, I, I could do this. I got vision for the church and I got into it. And man, it was just, it just ate me up. It was the church that my dad founded mm. and home church, church I grew up in. Did that for four or five years, preaching every every Sunday, and then try to lead this church. I was just trying mm-hmm. to get back to Franklin. I just was trying to like and get on a bigger team, find a little niche role somewhere, serve my little part on the team, be a part of something bigger, be on a fun team. I was I was missing some of that, um, and I had no idea that ten months later, the guy that hired me, a really good friend of mine to this day, Stephen Brewster, in my opinion, the best one of the best, if not the best, creative director on the planet. Mm-hmm. The guy that hired me, kind of tossed me the, the keys and said, Hey, Drew, it's, you're going to lead this thing. And I'm like, I'm still like learning people's names. Like I'm just <laughs> the new guy. So yeah, I stepped into that role and it's been an adventure, man. It really has it's been fun. So it's interesting, Drew, That's you awesome. say That's you awesome. were, you were a senior pastor and then you took uh, a role which somebody could say, well, I took a demotion, which I don't look at that at all like that. But so having, having started right. in both of those roles as senior and then now more mm-hmm. of a supporting role, um, what one piece of advice yeah. would you give to worship and production leaders in mm. relating to their senior guy? I know this could be a whole podcast, but just your number one. Oh gym. my gosh. Yes. <laughs> the one piece of advice. Man. That's a great question. That That's is a, a very question. good question. The reason why I'm pausing is because I've got about 15 things <laughs> growing through my head because, you know, the, the relationship between your a worship pastor, creative pastor and senior pastor is so important, right? I mean, we all know that right. like you're, a lot of it is just you're executing a lot of the vision of the senior pastor. Um, man, I would say just be a, be a trusted voice and, and support, like have your pastors back. And I think being in a lead pastor role, I, I didn't know how much lead pastors carry. Hmm. And I was a church planner with a good friend of mine. We started a church in Ormond Beach, Florida. We, we, we grew it together from about from zero to over, over a thousand in a few years, explosive growth is great. And I thought I knew, like I thought I, cause I was that close. I mean, I, we were doing it together and I was his worship pastor and I thought I knew and man, and I stepped in that role. I had no idea what all he carried. So I would say, I mean, this might be cliche, but man, if you're not praying for your pastor, if mm-hmm. you're not supporting mm-hmm. him, like mm-hmm. be the bright spot in his life, be the person he loves to call because he's got an idea and he's, he wants to call you because he knows he's going to be met with enthusiasm and honesty. And that would be the number one thing. And that's, that's what I try to be for pastor Kevin. I mean, I love my pastor. He's one of my closest friends. Um, and now, even when there's things that I, I don't fully agree with decisions he makes, I, I just, I know what he's trying to do. I trust his heart. He's trying to shepherd his people. He's trying to hear from God. And the truth of the matter is sometimes you can't hear from God a month in advance. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is at the mm-hmm. 11th hour. Sometimes you're just, and so, man, that is a, that's a great question. I'll probably think about it and wish I'd answered differently. But in the moment, I'm like, man, just get behind your pastor and sub- support, but don't be a, mm-hmm. 
I was such a pain in the butt as a worship leader before I was a lead pastor. I mean, I just, it was so easy to poke holes mm. in the pastor's vision and see, you know, Oh, well, what, why are you doing that way? Why? So I could poke holes and, and then I got in the, in the seat and I was like, man, I had no idea. <laughs> I called every senior pastor I had before and apologized. <laughs> I said, I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm such a pain. I apologize for being a pain. I wish I just would have. And, and I don't mean be a yes, man. I think you have to be, have a relationship to be honest. It's not that. It's not just go along with whatever your pastor says. Yeah. But man, just bring energy. It's it's so hard. You guys know this. Being a pastor is so hard. And it's not mm-hmm. a pity party. I mean, we, lo- we love what we get to do. But people that aren't pastors don't know the emotional, spiritual, physical, all of it, the weight of what they carry. And so I just want to be the person that when I walk in the room, my pastor is excited that I'm there. and I'm, I'm breathing. I'm just, it's life and energy for him. And, Anyways, longer answer yeah, what you bargained for, but it's that's actually, great. it's no, that's actually something that's really close to my heart. I'm really passionate. I'm super passionate about it. I went through a season of, of depression as a pastor and we just, we have a problem and I'll get off my soapbox, but we just have a problem right now. We've built a system that's, that's killing our pastors mm-hmm. quite literally. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think we just have to, um, obviously it's a matter of prayer, but, um, man, I, I just really passionate about supporting our, our men and women that are that are trying to lead. It's, it's a, it's a tough job. Good. So, good. Amen. Amen. Yes, it is. Boy, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Um, okay. So I was doing a little recon and the okay. cross point, the cross point website says oh, that boy. you oversee experiences, communications, music, and more. <laughs> 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 I love so, the and more. <laughs> can you tell what is what is the and more? What is the and more? Well, we actually just we just did a reorg. I just rolled out to my team this morning. Um, so uh, you know, it's it's constantly changing, and especially this last season, we're trying to to figure out how to structure our team and resource for for the future. Right. So yeah. online is. And we've always had an online presence of, but we're really trying to think differently about our content we're creating and we're wanting to structure our team differently around that. And so the, and more is probably, well, well, culture is, is part of my role now that, um, that it was just added earlier this year, which is and for us, it's employee culture. So it's how our, our employees are being cared for. So that's curated from the creative teams seat. We're a central, central team, central organization. So with all of our campuses, we have about one creative team that serves all of our campuses. And so mm-hmm. um, culture is basically I, I, my filter is three things. It's are they, are you growing closer to your relationship with Jesus? Are you growing as a leader and are you having fun? I'm a, Enneagram seven. So fun always comes up somewhere, but it's basically about purpose. Like, are you, do you feel fulfilled in your purpose? And what I believe is if, if they can say yes to those three things that you're going to have a good culture, I'm growing closer to Jesus. I'm becoming a better leader and I feel really fulfilled my purpose. Those three. So I, I help lead that out um, for our organization, for our staff um, here. And so, yeah, besides that, it's, it's marketing. It's, we're developing a uh, cross point films. Uh, we have a cross point music di- division, which is more external uh, with our, our label partner, Centricity Music. Um, and then our central or our, our creative ministries, basically the day to day was our four, which is video and design and live experience, mm. all that too. So I just have, I, I mean, I just have the best, I have a great team. And so they, you know, my, my job, I, I boil it down to two things is I just added a third one recently, but it's vision and health. 
I, at the end of the day, I say, I have to give my team vision from our senior pastor. I get to meet with him. I, I, after I meet with him, I got to give them vision where we're going and I got to make sure they're healthy enough to get there. If I'm doing those two things, I, the rest of the stuff, I try to stay out of the way. I mean, I'm not the most creative guy. I'm not tech savvy. I don't I'm usually not the guy with the idea. I just want to say, that's where we're going. Now, how are you? Are you healthy? Mm-hmm. You have margin? You have what you need? Because if, if they're healthy, they'll get there and it'll be great. The third one I would I would throw in there just recently is I got to model it too. If I don't model health, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. So vision, health, That's and good. then just just model that. So yeah, I, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that one of the reasons that uh, your church is just so healthy is because not because you have this magic sauce, but because you're highly intentional. You know, there are a lot of us who are worshiping tech guys who are like who's like, man, I just wish, I just wish, I just wish. It's like it's intentionality. So. Man, those are those are fantastic, and I kind of and I kind of nerd out on like how are you doing that in structure and and all that. Yeah. We'll uh, uh, we definitely yeah. got to have Drew uh, back on and take. Um, there's a there's a lot uh, there's a lot to mine from you. Um, how are you at fortune telling? Can you do fortune telling at all? Because here's here's what we want to know. Yes. What <laughs> in the world is 2021 going to bring to the local <laughs> the local church? And like, I know we don't know because who knew 2020? But is there anything that you're you know, as, right. as a creative, you're kind of kind of reading what the Spirit's doing and reading the wind and being like, okay, I think we're going to lean in here because we're kind of seeing this. How's the church going to be different coming out of COVID? Yeah. What's coming ahead? Anything knocking around your spirit on that? Yes, so much. And I, I will disclaimer and say, I, I don't know. Actually, anything I say here, I've got a 30-day window <laughs> to, to, to come back and say I was completely <laughs> wrong about that. Um no, I mean, I got a friend, John Acuff. He says that right now, three months is fiction, three weeks is foggy, and three days is firm. And he's mm-hmm. kind of saying it's wow. like jokingly, but that's kind of how we feel. Like right now, we're recording this. I don't know when you'll post, but we're recording this on a, on a is it Wednesday or is it Tuesday? I don't know. It's Tuesday. Wednesday afternoon. Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. Third. Tuesday third. We're recording. We at this moment do not know where our Hendersonville campus is going to meet on Sunday. We, wow. we, we're figuring it out because... Mm-hmm. You know, with with COVID, we got kicked out of the school we were in. Then we got the theaters closed. We got kicked out of the theater, and then we're just in Henry. We're looking, so we got churches letting us use on Sunday nights. So we don't know where we're going to be at. So, three months is fiction. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to be three months from now. <laughs> three weeks—that's foggy. I kind of maybe, but three days, I can tell you firmly what we're going to be doing. You know, and so I will say though, for the future of the church, I think this this last season, what it's done is. It's, it's just accelerated the conversations of what we should have probably been talking about all along as, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. when it comes to the future of the church, yeah. especially online and digital. And so you have to be careful of these conversations to not get too far into what's right and what's wrong, because I, I don't think it's always a right and wrong conversation. I think a lot of it is just the heart of your church and for your city. And I've got good friends in ministry who feel like, man, your whole church experience can be done online. And then I've got other friends and, and probably closer to where, where we are. We still believe in the gathering of, yeah. of, the, of the Saints Ecclesia yeah. coming together. Yeah. And so we feel like there's a hybrid version. Mm-hmm. And so we've talked about model A, model B, and model C. Right now we're kind of in a model B season. Model A was what we once knew. Right. Model B is where we're now. Well, model C is going to be a hybrid of A and B. And so we're structuring, you know, for the future that way. Um, I think... If, uh, and I'm not, I'm not a fortune teller. Um, I don't even think I've got the gift of discernment either, but I, I, I think digital evangelism, mm. I think mm-hmm. the way we're going to reach people is through content created specifically for the environment in which people are engaging it in. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, just recently I, I started just researching like, okay, what other place is there a church? Is there an organization? What other organizations are doing this well, where they have a digital presence 
they have a live experience. Like church is really unique in this, like live and digital. And it's probably cliche for in the creative space, but I just, I, I came back to, man, the, the organization that does this well is Disney. They're a content oh, storytelling organization, right? But what Disney doesn't do is what the church has done a lot of times is they say, okay, we're going to go online. We're going to digital their content. So what we're going to do is we're going to stream Main Street at Disney World. That's what we're going to do. And everyone can just jump online and watch Main Street, watch everyone having fun at Main Street. And say, that is, and I'm, I'm over-exaggerating, but it's a lot of what the church has done to reach people online. And they say, we're going to stream our online services and you can watch online. Hmm. Disney doesn't do that. What Disney does is they, they create narrative stories films document they do things to engage people online to kind of get them into the machine if you will and what ends up happening is you become disney disciples mm -hmm. so if you show up to a disney park it's not like you're showing up saying who's this mickey mouse character what was this like no you show up you pay a lot of money you travel you take five or six forms of transportation you you know your kids are miserable you 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 know take a second mortgage out of your house to be able to go you're a disciple like you're making a pilgrimage I think the future of the church is people that are showing up on Sundays are going to be your disciples. Like they're going to be the ones willing to go through what it takes to get to church on Sunday. Experience still matters. It's, and I think it's mm. experience matters even more because that's what I love about the Disney experience. When I show up, you get the smells and the sights and the immersive experience. That's why experience still matters on Sunday. You can't phone that in. But I think the, the way of the future and what we're developing at Crosspoint is a films division that is not, that doesn't touch Sunday. Cause you guys know this in the creative space. Sunday comes around every three days. I mean, it's just, it's here before you know it. And the gravitational pull is towards Sunday. So if you don't build a content division on your team to create specifically for um, digital evangelism, to reach people with stories, with, with hope, with, it could be a documentary. It could be a how to video. I mean, whatever it is that gets them in the funnel of content, helpful content to lead them towards Jesus to eventually it's helpful enough for their life that they want to show up. So it's not that we're going to quit online streaming our services. That's just not going to be the widest part of our fun funnel. We're going to start creating this, these content that, that whether it's YouTube or Facebook, whatever else. So I, I, I think could be wrong. I, I think that's where the, the church is going to be successful is able to do both. And I was convicted over the summer. I went away just to have some time to be with my family and pray. And I've always told my team, I said, we are a film, we're, we're a newsroom, not a film studio. I said, guys, if you don't, where the news has to go out every day by five, we don't have time. Like it's, we churn, we crank, we're a newsroom. And so if you come in our creative team and you want to be a film studio where you've got big budgets and a year to create, you're going to hate it here. We're a film studio, which means we do the best we can on short timelines mm -hmm. And crank it out. Well, if you watch the news, it's not always the most creative thing that you see, but you know, so that's, a, that's a challenge. And I was convicted over the summer. I felt like God was saying the church of the future is going to do both. Well, they're going to be a newsroom and a film studio. And, um, you know, and that's, that's kind of what, where we're going, how I've restructured the team, you know, from a, a marketing standpoint, from a content standpoint to have the team that's still creating Sundays, still moving these forward, but then having these other divisions, that are creating more external content to reach people with the gospel. Yeah, that's fantastic. Sorry for a long answer. You guys got to shut that's me up. I'm, a, I'm, that's fantastic. I'm a talker. No, man, that's a, uh, that's a, that's a bit of paradigm shifting stuff in, in my mind. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to need to have some, some conversations after, <laughs> after this because it's like, <laughs> we'll offline on that. so, so, yeah, yeah, uh, so, yeah. so good in this new reality that we're yeah. trying to, we're trying to navigate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so, I also think the yeah. culture of the church is shifting too, where I think, you know, was it, 
10, 20 years ago, like the churches I was watching, like the North points of the world were doing these really amazing things in their service. And it was really before we got, all of us got, you know, better at broadcasting. And so people would come and say, Hey, you won't believe how they opened up. I mean, they did a, a guitar hero on the screen. I mean, it was amazing. So that was People were coming for those reasons. Well, that's, that's shifted and that's changed where now it's, that's not what people are, are looking for as much. And we've already broadcasted it so much that it's not uh, it's not so much of a surprise anymore. I feel like people are getting more where they, they want, they want something that's real. Right. Like they want, right. and they want to look around a room. I think for your worship pastors out there, I remember when I was leading worship, there was a time when the, the seeker movement, if you will, was, was at its height where sometimes I felt almost guilty for leading worship because it's like, well, you don't want to, you don't want to push people too hard. Yeah. You want to freak yeah. them out. You want to use these yeah. words. You want to make it accessible. And as a worship leader, I'm like, I don't know, man. I feel like what God's calling me to do is help yes. people's heart connect yeah. with the heart of the Father. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I don't want to perform. I, I never was that good of a singer. I'm like, I'm not up here wanting to perform. I want to lead people in worship. And I felt guilty that way. Well, I, I, I personally love it. I think the church is moving back towards at least on Sunday mornings towards, man, people want to show up and want to know, do you believe this? is this real? And the people around me, is this working right, for them? Right. Like, cause my mm-hmm. life is kind of a mess. Is this working or not? Cause if it's not working, I'm going to jump to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have a real opportunity as a church to, to get, um, you know, to, to, to get real, to get honest. I think, you know, production and value still has to be high. That's the thing. Like back in the day, excellence was a differentiator. It's not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, excellence is the standard. Mm-hmm. Excellence is baseline. So a lot of people would choose a church because, they, because of excellence. Not anymore. Every church on the corner is doing things. We, we've got more tools and resources and training. So excellence is no longer the thing that differentiates. I think what differentiates moving forward is honesty and, you know, authenticity. Right. And I know these are all buzzwords, but I think it's true. I think people want to know, is this real? Is it, can I apply this to my life? Is it going to help me on a Monday? You know, if mm-hmm. it's not, I'm not interested in the hype, you know. Man, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I have two. One is a quick one. One's a little bit of a deeper dive. So the first one okay. is, what would you say to um, the person who's serving a church of two hundred, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure this out without yes. teams and budgets at all? What would what would you say to them? I would say that culture has shifted in your favor, which means. Mm-hmm more than ever lo-fi production is working which means you don't have to have big budgets and big teams and big you know all those things to still reach people digitally honestly Mm -hmm. um when we first started in when we first got um shut down in the pandemic when we were as services so my team went out and we went immediately to what we normally do which is we went and produced these worship videos and they sent it over to me it was a hard decision I had to make, but I said, guys, we're not playing that on Sunday. And they're like, what? We just went to the studio and it's beautiful. And like, we're not playing on Sunday. I said, people are in their living rooms and they're not like, what I want us to do is I want us to get honest, set up a f- iPhone and grab a guitar. And they're looking at me like, are you, are you nuts? Like we don't ever do that. Like I want you just to honestly sing and lead people mm-hmm. to worship into the camera. Like mm-hmm. I don't want you to perform. I don't want it to look like a music video. I don't, people are hurting right now. And what they don't need is some kind of fake feeling, high produced, hypey. They need someone to look in the camera and pray mm-hmm. and leave. So the first few weeks that we shut down, we just were real. Like, I mean, it was rough. 
you know, but it was working because people connected with it. So if you're a church of a couple hundred and you have an iPhone, you know, or you, you have a camera, I mean, it's like you can, at this point you can speak. And I think if you're, you're speaking truth and honesty and you understand where your people are at and they're here in your heart. I mean, there's so much you can do right now without a big crew and without a, a big team. I think at the end of the day, it's about knowing what does your people need? Where are they at? Are you connected with, um, you know, the needs of, of your people spiritually and speaking to those things. And I mean, look at YouTube, look at TikTok, look at all these things. These the content these days that are making it are not Hollywood produced yeah, yeah. stuff necessarily. I mean, there's still a format for that, but it's kids with their phones doing a dance in front of the thing. It's taken off where it's <laughs> someone on YouTube. It's very, but people love it because they don't feel like you're selling them something. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, I, this is real. Like you're, you're in the moment you're telling. So they believe it. And when they believe it, they'll buy in on it, you know? And so I would say be encouraged. If you're at a small church now more than ever, you don't have to compete with the big guys and their big production stuff you can do. And honestly, maybe more effective because sometimes we get, because you've got the equipment and the budgets, whatever you, you, you stop innovating. Yeah. You stop thinking about, you know, we, our church, our broadcast campus got hit by a tornado two weeks before everything got shut down. So our, we, we didn't have the option to, um, broadcast for COVID. Like we had to get creative mm-hmm. and innovative. And I've had creative pastors call me and say, man, how did you guys decide to do this style of whatever? Like we're on location, different locations every week. Our pastor's speaking from, he's down by the Creek one day. He's down like, he's all over the place mm-hmm. based on his content. And I don't think it's right or wrong, but for us, it's been working. And they were like, how did you decide to do that? As opposed to just broadcast, just turn your cameras on do it. I said, None of us are smart enough to do that. We had to because we didn't have our cameras all of a sudden. Our mm-hmm. building was not available and it actually worked. And sometimes I wonder, would we have done that if it, if we would have had the ease of just flipping on our equipment and doing what we did mm-hmm. to an empty room, which again, no judgment. Sometimes that's what we've had to do. Like we've had to do that. We've had to pivot, whatever. So I'm not, there's no, no shame in this, but sometimes I wonder if we allow ourselves to innovate because of what we have. Whereas I think if you're smaller right now and you don't have that stuff, you get to really dream about, okay, now how can I do this in a way that no one else is thinking about? It's a force innovation. And to me, that's exciting because now you're, mm. you know, you can actually be a leader whereas some of the bigger churches are just running their old playbook. Yeah. I think, I think I just felt a okay, lot of people in, all, I gotta, in some, in some churches of, you know, yeah. one to 300 going like, what was that? Did I just feel a little bit of hope? Is that what that... You know, because it's it, it, it is right. you know, and no, what they're saying is it easy for you to say? <laughs> well, right, right, right. But there is, don't you get? You can kind of get caught up in that, right? Well, we have all this, this stuff, so we have to do this. But man, authenticity just trumps everything. Um, so, man, that's that's mm-hmm. super super good. And it, it, because I think you know, again, it might have been different ten years or whatever, but I think we're kind of. High production, high. We did the the smoke and the lights and the whatever, and you know we still use that stuff too. So I'm not like coming down on, but like we did all that stuff, and that was cool. And now it's kind of on this other side of it, I think, where it's like, man, I just I want to know you. I want to be relationship with who you're talking to. So like, you know, I I think uh, I think for for those churches, the smaller churches, and and look, I was there. I mean, I, I was a worship pastor of a church of 200 for a long time, and it's a hustle, man. Cause you don't, you're putting the songs in pro presenter and you're scheduling mm-hmm. the band and you're doing the charts and then you're leading the worship and you're doing, I mean, you're wearing all the hats and it can be overwhelming just to keep things afloat. 
And then what you end up doing is you we're we're all following each other. You end up looking at elevation, look whatever and you're like, oh man, mm, mm. I I just and, and I remember being in that seat wanting to do the same thing. I mean, I'd go to Catalyst, I'd go to these conferences and come home almost more discouraged right. than when I went because I'm like, I want to do those things. Yeah. I just I don't have I can't do it. And so what we end up doing is doing nothing. My encouragement was like, don't do that, do something. Like prioritize, put your people, think about the people you get to reach. And and I bet you anything, it'll be more successful than duplicating someone else's mm, calling. Yeah. Amen. You know, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. There's hope. Okay. So Drew, we have this question we call the big room question. We ask, we've okay. asked everybody we've ever interviewed this, this question. So if we could gather everybody in a big room, every player, singer, production person, Everybody, we got this giant room and we, we, we handed you a microphone and let you talk to them. What would you mm. want to say to that group? Man, you guys asked a good question. These are like, wow. Like, what do you, <laughs> because you ask questions that make me, I get insecure because I'm like, they're important questions. I want to like come back to it, but I, <laughs> I think I'd have to go with something that, you know, Matt Redmond said. So I guess it's not even what I'm saying is what he said, but we, we have to prioritize obedience over significance. And I think when we're in the role of a worship pastor, creative pastor, let's be honest, the last 10 to 20 years, our profession has become um, more appealing than before. Like, it's not like the, the church organist. Now it's like, worship pastors are kind of, I mean, this is, this is kind of cool. Like mm -hmm. we get to do like, yeah. this is like yeah. we're on big stages and it's system and like the music style, all this, but man, this, the search for the longing for significance for significance sake is man, that isn't, that is mm -hmm. a dry and empty well, but obedience, man, that is where we've, we find fulfillment and that's what God has called us to is obedience. So you talk about smaller churches, man, just be obedient. Don't worry about significance. Worry about obedient. And here's the cool thing. The byproduct of obedience is significance. So if mm. what we want is significance mm. in the first place, how we get there is through obedience. If we shoot for significance without obedience, we rarely hit it. But if we shoot for obedience, God does things that we could never do. I mean, it's exponential. And so I would say wherever you're at, serve faithfully, serve with a heart of obedience. Let God take care of the significance. Our pastor always says that God is sovereign over seats. You don't have to promote yourself. I mean, here's the thing. If you do promote yourself and you get it, then you have to be the one to sustain it because you've got yourself there. But when God promotes you and you get it, then you can say, that's where I'm at a cross point. I didn't, I didn't ask for this job. I didn't want this job. I'm not qualified or capable to do this. And so anytime I start feeling insecure, I said, God, this was your idea, not mine by the way, like I never <laughs> fought for this position yeah. because <laughs> and if I did, and if I put myself in the position now, I got to be the one to sustain it and to build it and feel the pressure. And I'm just like, God, I'm dependent on you because I know basically what I'm capable of is screwing this thing up big time. Unless you, <laughs> you know, unless you show up. So God is sovereign over seats. You don't have to fight for position. You don't have to fight for authority. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fight for recognition or significance, man, just be faithful and obedient. And I bet, God is going to, you know, God is going to bless. He's going to do what he does. He's faithful. He's, he's true. And, mm, and I would want our, I want my friends to say this and the last thing I'll say, sorry, I'm, I'm verbose, but I would just say what okay. you the work you're doing matters. Like mm. don't let the enemy lie and say that it doesn't mm. matter. Or it's, it's only this amount of people or, and don't get lured to a, man, if I just was at this church that had this thing or whatever, like 
man, it's just, it's, there's nothing in that for us. I mean, it's, it's what your, your work matters. Go read the book, the pastor by Eugene Peterson and fall in love with being at the coffee shop and getting to know the names of your barista and fall in love with the one person, Mm. the, the two, like, you know, fall in love with that and then let God, you know, through your, your humility, um, expand your, your ministry. And, and, uh, that, I guess that's what I'd say. Obedience over significance. Okay. So I'm going to echo what Scott said earlier. Okay. I don't know that I've ever done this before. This would be episode 101. Uh, we, you got to come back. Really? Like I never get invited gotta, back places twice. You gotta, you gotta come back. You gotta come back soon because, like Scott said, there, there are some, some of the things that we really just scratch the surface on that we need to drill down. Um, oh, and man. you have a lot to say, my friend. You have a lot of what? great wisdom, and um, we're going to be better for it. So, well, you're kind, yeah, guys. Have, thank yeah, you for having you. me on. Great. I love what you guys. You all crack me up. I love your Instagram. Oh. I mean, all your stuff, man. You keep us. If you can't laugh at ministry, man, like, <laughs> what's the point? like you got to laugh at yourself. And you, you guys are amazing. I love the work you're doing. Oh, you just bring thanks, levity man. to a, a very serious and important calling. And I, I just, I thank you for it. Well, we appreciate that very much. Yeah, keep up the great work, thanks, Drew. Man. Like, uh, and thanks for and thanks for offering yeah, us. Uh, I just felt a lot of, a lot of hope today as you're talking. You know, and, and man, this is a season mm-hmm. where we Good. where 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 we need that. You know, so it's it's always great to Absolutely. meet people who are like. Absolutely brothers and sisters that we haven't met yet we're all under one father and just yeah just pushing yeah. the you know pushing yeah. the card together and be like yeah, yeah let's okay okay yeah. so 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 thanks for that <laughs> be encouraged man That's awesome. absolutely yeah, appreciate you. you guys man that dude that dude was dropping bombs we uh you know we stopped and we, we stopped recording we were like we have to have you back man there's so many deep dives that we want to take and um, <laughs> right. you know i hope that you're able to hear his his heart and his passion you know you run across mm. people who are like they work in the church as a job and then you run across people who work in the church as mm. a calling and um man I'm, I'm ready to jump in the car and go to nashville and take this this uh, guy to, to lunch and just like let him talk you know so, so absolutely. Good. And I was so, I was grateful for the encouragement for, uh, if you're listening and you're serving at a smaller church, man, there was a lot of great stuff in there that you can take away. You don't have to have, you know, multi-million dollar budgets yeah. to pull some stuff yeah. off right now. So that's, you know, I was really impacted, Brian. He said, and I think this is the way he said it. He said, God is sovereign over the seats or sovereign over your seat. Mm. Something like that. So many yeah, times, yeah. um, I found myself in ministry, there is this, there's this ambition, there's a kingdom ambition, but there's also a selfish ambition that comes in and you're like, man, I could do this and I could do this and I could do this. And I remember Matt Redman years ago, uh, I had found my way into, uh, it was, uh, Matt was teaching like a whole day in Chicago and like a hundred people showed up for for whatever reason, wasn't very many Mm. people. And Matt said, you know, uh, in his beautiful accent, you know, I get asked all the time. That's not even, that's not a good accent, but uh, he said, I get asked all the time, like, how do you, how do you become a, a songwriter and how do you get on the road and how do I do this? And he's like, he's like, I don't know. Why don't you just love Jesus and write some songs and then see what happens? And I'm like, boom. I'm like, wow. I hate you, Matt Redman. Easy for you to say, you know? But it was really like... <laughs> I came for the 10-point plan, I know. man. Is that going to get me on the bus? Come on. But, you know, he's so, he's so right. Like, let God do... And, and when, you know, we've talked about this, you know, when we let God, God 
put you in the seats. Let God move you where he wants you want, wants you, and make sure that it's, it's your ambition, man. It's just a good reminder of like, let's let the Lord do all of this. You know, and he talked about the 11th hour inspiration that comes sometimes and supporting yeah. your pastor and, it and happens, all that. Man. Yeah. And it's just part of, uh, just kind of part of the game. And I really appreciated his empathy for, uh, for senior leaders as well. You know, um, mm. and uh, it was really interesting to me the shift that he made from senior leadership and then into uh, now a creative director. And some would say a demotion. I would not say that at all. Um, but mm. like, just just a really really interesting perspective. So yeah, the more you can get to know this guy, we'll have him back on the podcast. Man, really 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 strong. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you guys, thanks for listening. Another uh, episode in the books, episode 101. Yeah. Hey, and remember to hit subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice, wherever you're listening. And listen, do us a favor, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Don't be don't be throwing out none of this one, two, three, even four business, you know? Come on. Uh, if you can't say something nice, five. don't say nothing at all, like your mama said. <laughs> and and here's here's why. It makes Brian and I feel so much better. When we see those reviews, exactly. it's all about, sleep better it's all at about night. that. Exactly. No, not that at all. But the, the thing is, <laughs> the more that you do, that kind of helps the algorithms and stuff. And it's a huge help in spreading the word about the podcast because we want more and more people just to, to be uh, entertained, mm-hmm. equipped, and, and encouraged, you know? So, hey, and thanks Absolutely. too for following us all on the socials. You can follow us on uh, Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, the TikTok. We're even uh, doing some stuff mm-hmm. there with the kids, right, Brian? Uh, and then <laughs> it's right. It's right. <laughs> I don't know. You got you got to crack all that, figure it all out. I don't know. You're the you're the master of all this. Uh, worship leader probs on on so Twitter as well, and and uh, just look for the hashtag worship leader probs hashtag. And don't forget, check out the uh, worshipleaderprops.com for all kind of merch coaching, coaching network. And that really is a, a great hub for all the new tools that we're gonna uh, that we're gonna have uh, coming out here here pretty soon. Absolutely, man. Check it out. Check it out. Well, again, huge thanks to our friends at Maven Media Productions for their help with the podcast. Uh, If you're looking for help with consulting, design, branding, social media, uh, hit them up. MavenMediaProductions.com. Those uh, those folks are the best. And thanks to my friend Scott Hoke for our voiceover intro. Until next time, we're grateful for you, the listeners. Deuces. Arrivederci.